Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Miesler, and this is a show that explores trends in security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, papers, articles, and podcasts, which I turn into a concise 15 to 30 minute summary with analysis. There's a news and analysis episode every Monday morning, as well as regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise update on the most interesting things happening in the world and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 249. Pretty exciting times right now. Got an election in the U.S. in about a month. And the president of the United States has coronavirus. And who knows what's going to happen this week. Seems like the weeks keep getting crazier. Wrote a few essays this past few days. One is titled, Ransomware Groups Add a Third Threat Vector, which is DDoS. Another one called, Cyber Pearl Harbor is Happening Right Now, and it's Ransomware. And the most recent one I just wrote this morning is called Operation Fortify, a U.S. ransomware plan, which I'm probably going to put into a standalone episode later this week. Security news. President of the United States, his wife, and several members of his inner circle have contracted coronavirus. This adds an additional layer of uncertainty to U.S. elections that are, yeah, in less than a month. GitHub has rolled out its code scanning feature to all of its users, which lets people know if they've added code with known security flaws. Right after Trump said he had COVID, some people on Twitter noticed some E6 Bravos taking off and landing, which are used to manage U.S. missile defense operations. They started speculating, which turned into a major Twitter event, but it turns out they fly all the time, so nothing had really changed. This is a great example of why it's important to ask questions when you hear about something new. Questions like, is this new because we're just now learning about it, or is it new because it's truly rare? Or when was the last time this happened, and what were the circumstances of it happening before? Like Those were the questions that people weren't asking, they looked at evidence of a very strange, really interesting plane flying. Like there's some really cool stuff about these planes. Like they have to be able to communicate with submarines below the surface of the ocean. So they have to speak at very low frequencies and they have to orient their antenna so that they are perpendicular to the signal which means they have to bank really hard to send their signals. So there's lots of stuff that's really cool about these planes. And of course, having data about, oh, the plane is landing and taking off and showing that data with like flight trackers on Twitter, people get confused by the data being cool and the data being new to them. And they assume that whatever else came in that narrative, which was kind of smuggled in there, which was, these just started flying. Well, they've already accepted the hard part, which is the data that they're taking off and landing. So the smuggled in part is automatically accepted, 
which is that they just started because the president has COVID. Turns out that is not the case. They fly all the time because that's just what they do. That's part of the missile defense plan. So I think this is a really good reminder that just because some part of a narrative is novel doesn't mean you have to accept everything about that narrative that's being given to you. After saying for months that their breach did not affect customers' bank details, Blackbaud has now revealed that this in fact did happen, including unencrypted versions of account numbers, social security numbers, and username-password combinations. And publishers are getting worried because digital book borrowing rates. Vulnerabilities. Grindr had a serious vulnerability that allowed you to reset anyone's password on the platform just by having their email address that they were using. It would basically give you a token that was a reset token. QNAP continues to tell their users to update and to be vigilant for ransomware, which seems to be a regular occurrence for them. If I had to buy an internet-connected NAS, which I feel like those should never be in the same sentence, but if I had to buy one, it probably would not be a QNAP at this point. Companies. Cloudflare has launched a free API security tool called Cloudflare API Shield. This is super smart in my opinion, given how much trouble people have with API security. Access Security raises $32 million to help secure remote workers. Looks like they're trying to do kind of a zero-trust type of play where you drop someone into protected environments. Cisco has purchased PortShift to get into the DevOps and Kubernetes spaces. Technology News. Google Assistant has an awesome new feature called Hold For Me, which will wait on hold for you while you do other things and then let you know when someone human comes back online. I love the innovation that Google is doing with uh, their Google Assistant and around phone calls specifically. They're doing like call blocking, showing you who's there, calling and making reservations for you. And then, of course, this one here where they're holding for you. Amazon has launched a new product called Amazon One, which lets you scan into a location, a physical location, using your palm print. They're demoing it at a couple of Amazon Go stores in Seattle. But I think they're ultimately looking to sell this to a lot of other physical places. You basically enroll by putting in a credit card and then you scan your palm print, and then now your palm is that credit card. Which, the more cool the technology sounds, the more scary it sounds. It's just something we have to be aware of and get used to, I think. Tesla crushed predictions and shipped nearly 140,000 vehicles last quarter. Cloudflare has rolled out a web analytics offering to compete with Google, analytics, of course, that stresses privacy by not gathering information on site visitors. Um, I took a look at it. Looks pretty nice. Doesn't have near as much functionality as Google Analytics, but uh, the graphs look nice. By the way, there is a huge problem in the number of users 
So Cloudflare shows way more users than Google Analytics does. And I'm pretty sure Google Analytics is the more accurate one. So if they want to be a serious player in this space, they're going to have to fix that. Unscreen is a new product that can remove backgrounds, not just from images, but from videos. Twitter is continuing to roll out voice tweets to more users. Hopefully I get that soon. I don't know if I'll use it, but I'll definitely experiment with it. Facebook has launched an app called Forecast, which does crowdsourced predictions. Let's you make predictions about things which are then scored over time. Kind of reminds me of the book I talked about a while back called Super Forecasting, where it's all about professional predictors getting together and, you know, gamifying how good their predictions are over time and in particular focus areas, etc. So this is a big giant platform just for that. I think I will probably partake. I already downloaded it, so I'll probably mess with it more. Companies, Amazon's Prime Day is October 13th and 14th. Golden is a company that wants to map all human knowledge, which is interesting because Google wants to, I think, organize all human knowledge. I think that's their mission statement. But this company, Golden, just raised $14.5 million in a Series A. And Andreessen Horowitz, DCVC, and Gigafund are the ones who gave that money. Pandascore has raised 5 million pounds for its AI-powered esports data dashboards. So basically, it's a whole bunch of esports data thrown up kind of like stock tickers for I guess people who are doing announcements or people who are organizing esports events to kind of see as real time as possible what's all going on in the whole esports world. If that seems strange for you, just wait a few years. It'll be getting less and less strange. Human news. Xi Jinping has shocked the climate change community by saying he will have his country's carbon emissions peak before 2030 and that he expects to reach carbon neutrality by 2060. And the title of this piece was, Has China Just Saved the World? Which I thought was a bit over the top. But uh, yeah, really, really bold move. Morgan Stanley is buying E-Trade. So I think they're the most popular and combined financial services play in that space. It's funny, I just got done reading an antitrust book called The Curse of Bigness, which was recommended to me by Scott Galloway, who has an awesome podcast, by the way. But yeah, a lot of consolidation going on. And it seems that over the last few decades, consolidation has not been considered an issue. But uh, at some point, it will become one. And possibly, if Biden gets elected, which looks increasingly likely, that could start to be an issue very soon for a number of big tech companies and companies in other spaces as well. New York evidently thinks half of its restaurants will close permanently as a result of COVID. Book publishers are getting worried because 
digital book borrowing rates have increased by 52% since March. Imagine that, people using the system as it's supposed to be used. So evidently they're going to try to make some changes because the system is working too well. Why don't you just let people borrow books? It's a library. That's what it's for. Undergraduate degree enrollment has fallen significantly during COVID, but postgrad enrollment is up. This seems like part of the disturbing trend of the marketable, which in this case is people with degrees, seeking to become more so, you know, become even more marketable, while those with no degrees who are less marketable are kind of giving up, which is really just going to exacerbate the education gap, the income gap, wealth gap, and, you know, all the gaps. The group Girls Who Code says half of young women will leave their tech jobs by age 35. Actively speaking multiple languages reduces the chances of cognitive impairment, with locales that speak more than one language experiencing dementia prevalence that's 50% lower. Thought that was pretty remarkable. And Mars is closer to the Earth than it's been since 2003, and closer than it will be for the next 15 years. So I think it peaks on the 6th, but... This week, it's going to be extremely bright. So definitely go check that out. I definitely will be. In fact, my girl and I have been noticing it for really the last month or two. It's been getting really, really bright. I wasn't sure why, but now I know. Ideas, trends, and analysis. Do things that don't require scale. This is mostly a startup message, but really interesting. And we got an argument here that a better way to think about China and Taiwan is not as two separate countries where one is thinking about invading the other. And so maybe they will or maybe they won't. But rather that there was a civil war before World War II, which was paused. And China is waiting for the opportunity to resume that civil war. And this article makes the argument that that is a better way to look at this, which is an interesting take that I've not really seen before. Updates. So I'm in the process of redoing my RSS feeds in Feedly. This is a major deal for me because how I organize my inputs is a big part of my life, obviously, because I do the show. But even more importantly, I just like to have good information that's well organized. So I used to have my tags or categories listed fairly generally, like security, technology, etc. But now with so many feeds, it's hard for me to get through all the titles while still filtering for content and quality. In other words, I need to be able to adjust how skeptical I am of a given input based on the source, right? And this is hard to do when I'm looking at like, whatever, 797 articles. So what I'm doing now is breaking my categories into smaller pieces like news-high-quality or news-political-analysis or security-disinformation or tech-social-discovery, etc. So this tells me the level of caution I should employ and the frame of mind I should be in when parsing content. 
And as part of that, I'm also pruning a lot of sources and focusing on fewer, higher quality sources. So we'll see how that goes. And if you look at the newsletter version of this, the text version, you'll see that I have an early screenshot of how I'm kind of laying this stuff out. But if you have any ideas about how you organize your RSS or your information architecture in general, let me know. Always looking to optimize this type of thing. Discovery. Shout out to my buddy Haroon Mir over at Thinkst Canary. Three minutes of setup and nearly zero false positives in detecting threats on your network. Definitely appreciate their support. ASMR Ion. I don't know if I'm supposed to pronounce that as one word. ASMR Ion. I don't know. I think it's two words. ASMR and Ion. Anyway, it's a generator of soothing sounds. I've actually been listening to this for the last couple of hours of building the show. And it's really cool. It's just really high quality audio of like, I don't know, um, forest sounds, snowflakes falling on umbrellas. It's very ASMR-y, but with a lot of nature in there. And I think their tagline is like positive sounds. But I just see it. Oh, it's ASMR.netify.app. So it's a web app. I don't know if it's on mobile, but I'm going to check it out and see if it is. Um, been kind of into this sort of thing, especially as it goes with meditation. And I also did a little bit of meditation, I think like four minutes, uh, a couple hours ago using this app in one of the nature scenes. And Intizer, track the use of libraries with offensive capabilities by threat actors. And you can now use IP info to resolve IPs to host names very quickly. And IP info is absolutely one of my favorite recon tools. I talked about it in my DEF CON talk, but yeah, I know Ben over there and it's just a, just a great tool, set of tools actually, because there's host IO as well. And G-Hunt, this one I found on rnetsec on Reddit. It's a tool that gathers lots of Google-based information on someone based on just their Gmail address. So I guess it's just doing a whole bunch of lookups and a whole bunch of Google services and seeing what comes back. And uh, I checked it out on a couple of things. And yeah, it's pretty scary, but it's the expected kind of scary. If you've ever done any kind of recon or OSINT, I mean, this is just what Google does. They have lots of accounts. They're all tied to a Gmail address. So this should be expected, but it is a pretty cool tool. Recommendations. Enjoy the best, not the latest media. Enjoy the best, not the latest media. Got a quote here from this article. Go by the average rating, not popularity. It's better to watch something a million people love than something 10 million people watched and consider okay. I think that is a fantastic recommendation. It's generally the policy that I follow, but it's good to have a reminder there. And the aphorism for the week, the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. The difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. Warren Buffett. 
All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. The show is not supported by ads because I think they take you out of the flow of enjoying content and they can be toxic to creative purity. So if you enjoy the show, you can support it directly on my website. Members get quite a few things, most notably the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. You get access to the archives. You get to be part of the UL Slack community where we have vibrant conversations about security, tech, society, and the future. And members also get access to the UL Book Club where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmeisler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. We'll see you next time. Thank you.